let me run an intro and then we'll uh, we'll do it to it. This okay. is this is the Joe Swanson Propaganda Podcast. I'm here, uh, 2014 Inc. and I are show uh, in the Sullen booth. Incredibly honored um, to be here. Podcast is brought to you by Kingpin Tattoo Supply, Waterloo Tattoo Workstations, and Hustle Butter Deluxe. Thank you for them for supporting my uh, this podcast and my tattooing. Very honored to uh, be sitting down with a guy who. I've been familiar in my 18-year career with since the beginning. Uh, Greg James, I met you once a long time ago uh, at Sunset Strip. Yes, I was yeah. there 27 years. Man, what a what a great uh, bit of history there, man. It, yeah, it sure was. What was it like working there in Hollywood? Well, first, thanks for the kind words. It's, it was really nice. Uh, you know, it's nice when people you know, come up to you and say things like that. It just mm-hmm. kind of catches you off guard, but I do appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was great. I mean, it was a it was a time when uh, you know uh, we went through a weird thing with tattooing. Uh, people started becoming afraid to get tattooed mm-hmm. because they're afraid they're going to get sick or you know catch a disease or sure. something. So it was real quiet for a while, and then, then all of a sudden these rock and roll guys started getting sleeves, you know. Yeah. And then you know Motley Crue was coming in, and all the tattoos. Uh, uh, Robert Benedetti, who owns Sunset, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, he's tattooing Ozzy and. You know, that was sort of really started the ball rolling, you know, right. and there wasn't very many shops, not like today. So we were really busy. So yeah. we did a lot of tattooing and a lot of young guys coming out to California wanting to be rock stars. And they, of course, they had to get tattooed. Sure. You, know? <laughs> you got to be tough. Yeah. Had to have the ink, you know. Yeah. But uh, at that point, what do you think it was? Were they getting tattooed to look tough or were they getting tattooed for the art back then? Well, back then they wanted to look. You know, mm-hmm. they wanted uh, to be like Dickie Six. You know, they yeah. wanted to have that arm sleeved up, and uh, and uh, it was a little bit of the art. But uh, you know, uh, Sunset was always a, a shop that you know I was really proud to work there all the years. And <clears throat> Cliff Raven hired me, and uh, and then Robert kind of took me under his wing and uh, really taught me about uh, the Japanese style of tattooing. Right. That's what I went there to to learn, right. and uh, very fortunate. And uh, I, I think, you know, people, as they, they may have came in for a little Tasmanian devil, but next week they're looking at something a little different, something sure. a little better. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a natural progression for a lot of people, especially yeah. people that are in an environment, probably in, in that area. There were more heavily tattooed people at that time right. than, than a lot of areas. Right. Southern California, you know, right there in the mix. Exactly. Yeah, With, the Midwest, there, there wasn't many shops. No. Uh, you didn't see a lot of big work. Mm-hmm. Um, but when did when did Nolan move out there and, and put together Acme Tattoo? Because he was in Minnesota. I, you know, I, I don't. I'm not sure of the dates. You know, he, he did some traveling for a while. He had a boat and he just, he traveled the world and painted. Uh-huh. And uh, you know, amazing oil painter. Yeah. Uh, just painted and traveled, and I don't really know the date. Um, it was funny, you know, my older brother Dave. You know, I, was, I came out when I was a kid. I was about 15 living with my brother, and uh, he was going down Long Beach getting tattooed by Don. Really? Uh, Nolan and, and Tom Yeoman was his, like, half-brother mm-hmm. at Burke Grimm's shop, you know, cool. which was owned by Bob Shaw and, you know, Just Bobby Shaw and all the, Phil, Phil Sims. I yep. mean, you know, and I, I, I used to go get the coffee, you know. <laughs> we, we'd be there all night. Amazing. But it, was, it was great. Yeah, I was great just experience. in... I was just in that shop. You know, I, I came down, had a little bit of time uh, oh, yeah. yesterday, and obviously have to go in and, and take Definitely. a look and, and just step inside that the, those walls and, and feel that vibe, you know. Yeah. And it was one thing that was so cool to me was to see that old flash and, and how well it stood up over oh, time. Oh, yeah, definitely all hand-painted stuff. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, they took, uh, you know, uh, 
guys would come in with a tattoo from Sailor Jerry, you know, and we'd like get out the tracing paper, trace it off the guy's arm, you know, before he got out the door because <laughs> right. it was such a cool design, you know, and uh, that's how a lot of designs got around the country. Like guys walking in shops saying, hey, I just got this in, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, uh, New Jersey or something. And he's like, oh, wow, that's cool. Let yeah. me trace that off. And then next thing you know, you're drawing your own designs. And But, yeah, Bob Shaw did some hell of a flash, man, and yeah. uh, all that old Burke Grimm stuff. Was that yeah, what initially, were those guys that initially influenced you? Yeah, I mean, I got to work at the Pike. You know, my, my brother, uh, Dave, um, he had a, a guy that he worked for that had three shops on the Pike for a while. He actually built a building. There wasn't even <laughs> <laughs> to put a tattoo shop in. Everybody hated him because that was not the good thing to do back then. <laughs> right. But we were so busy. I mean, you know, we uh, one shop, had, we had seven guys on a Friday night, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I don't even know where I'm going with this, but... Uh, what really influenced me when, when some uh, merchant sailor came in and he peeled off his clothes and he had like a full Japanese bodysuit. Really? And I said, that's what I want to do. Do you, do you remember who had done that tattoo? Or I think it was a, a, a tattooer named Aguri. Kazuo yeah, Aguri. Kazuo Aguri, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was just like breathtaking. We're like, oh. you could see it from across the room. Yeah. You know, like, I'm like, that's what tattoos are all about. And it took me a, a long time to get there. You know, I worked in East LA for a while and then kept honing my craft and finally went to Cliff, you know, and he, he's like, yeah, you got some skills, but, you know, you don't know shit about Japanese tattooing. <laughs> and I go, that's why I'm here, you know. Yeah. But. What was the uh, what was the thing? Was it the impactfulness of the of the look that, that captured the you? The look, yeah, the look. Yeah. It's just like a suit of clothes, man. Just yeah. like everything fit in the right spot and the dark backgrounds, the colors just glowed, you know. It's like, yeah. wow. Isn't, isn't that crazy? I think... That's one of the coolest things I, I like about the Japanese work is the background. Yes. And it's so heavy, mm-hmm. but it's so good. It, it yeah. makes it work. It's amazing. And it? it's a yeah. high contrast. Absolutely. I think guys that are doing a lot of nice black and gray stuff now have kind of taken that too. They're, they're using a lot of you know, dark backgrounds and high contrast. And yeah. The, you know, <clears throat> the East LA designs are all like little single needle, mm-hmm. tiny stuff. And now it's like bigger, bolder more art to it. it's amazing yeah absolutely where, where are you at these days you have a shop with your son uh yeah just about a year and a half ago i, I broke away from sunset and uh i bought a shop from a, a guy i taught how to tattoo named eric blair him and his wife moved to amsterdam to live there and he wanted to sell the shop mm-hmm. but still have a place to come tattoo sure. so we worked out a deal and it's called tattoos deluxe it's on van nuys boulevard in sherman oaks and uh not far from home, and yeah. so everything's pretty good. That's nice, man. That's yeah. nice. What, what uh, when you were tattooing down at Sunset Strip, what do you think? What are some of your fondest memories of, be, of being there? Oh God, there's so many. Uh, you know, the something that I, I guess the fondest memories is, you know, you start your shift at say five o'clock, and you get there at four, and there's a line of people waiting to get tattooed, and we used to have all their little designs. Uh, taped on the on the on the, one of the lamps you know and you just like pick one and you tattoo him and you pick another one and it's all new people and you're uh-huh. talking to them and it just it was fun you know a lot of fun um there's something about tattooing nowadays it's too it's almost too serious uh you know the people the main reason people get a tattoo is to mark that moment in time whatever yeah. that is i uh, just got married divorced had a baby so they get tattooed to sort of commemorate it. Now it's, uh, you know, they put a lot of thought in it, which is great, and they, they search for ours, which is great, but I guess the thing that bugs me most is all these, uh, a lot of the TV shows and stuff have kind of ruined it because 
people come in, used to come in before and they'd talk to you about the tattoo. Now they're coming in telling you about the telling tattoo. Telling you. Yeah. Like they're the expert, you know. Sure. And it's just, it's not as much fun. Yeah, I think that is a big frustration. I mean, we were just talking about it uh, today uh -huh. here with another artist. And, okay. And it, uh, it does happen that, I think those. I think the shows and some of the media and stuff like that within tattooing or that mm -hmm. has tattooing in it gives people a false sense of maybe what their expertise is. Yeah. And, and people used to revert to the tattooer as the expert. Exactly. And, and now, you know, because my buddy was like, now you know, now just because they watched you know Ink Masters season three episode nine, <laughs> they thought that they can come in and you know much. tell and you I what's think, up. I think they're they're not getting a, a not getting as much out of the tattoo as they could. Mm -hmm. You know, um, um, a lot of artists are frustrated. You know, sure. and uh, is there anything good about the shows? Do you think, in your uh, opinion, maybe? Well, it's just so many negative things have happened. It it, it looked good in the beginning but it's made a lot more people get into the business that maybe shouldn't which has made the business so swollen with tattoo shops now that nobody's really making a good living at it it's hard to make a living um, the customers think they they know too much they don't consult you they're telling you I mean I, I've been tattooing 35 years and I've had people recently tell me I don't know what the fuck I'm doing you know like <laughs> you know I'm, I'm trying to direct them into getting well, I want this white heart with this white outline, and you know, well, it doesn't really work. Well, my girlfriend has one, and hers looks fine, and I'm okay. Well, I guess she knows more than I do, you know. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so well, we get a lot of that nowadays. Yeah. And, you know, and people wouldn't have done that, you know, in, you know, in the in the '60s and '70s and '80s, people came in and they, I want this, and you just say, well, no, you can't do that. Yeah. And if now you, gave you can't you say no because they'll just go to the guy around the corner and that guy will do it. Right. And, and if they gave you lip back then, you threw them the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. yeah. You got any good stories like that, kicking people out of the shop? Oh, man. Uh, probably. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there, was, there was quite a few times when people got a little too drunk and yeah. had to be helped out the door. <laughs> helped out like we, it. Especially in Long Beach, when I worked at Pike, you know, we call the cops and say, well, we've got this problem. And they're like, why don't you guys handle it? We're kind of busy right now. <laughs> right. Right. That's how it used to be, right? Yeah. You know, they, they left you alone. Yeah. And, you know, there, if there was drama between customer and, and shop or shop to shop, you handled that shit yourself. We took care of it. Yeah. yeah. It no big deal, you know. What do you think? I do think that it is an exciting time to be in tattooing because there are a lot of positive things going on and a lot of great art being done and, and a lot that's of good That's the most positive thing it is the art that's being done. It's, yeah. It really, walking around here today, I, I pretty much uh, need to go home, do some homework, you know, and seeing wow. a lot of some good stuff. You know? Yeah. What, what's the, what would you say is something that you notice today that you need to work on? I mean, that that's no. blows my mind, Greg, because, you know, <laughs> You're, you're so good at what you do, and you've taken, you started in the beginning, you know, doing what what you had to do back then. Yeah, exactly. Whatever came through the door. Right. And you've developed your style to a point where you're doing epic Japanese stuff. That's so, truly what I love to do. I mean, you know, I look at some of the stuff the way it's sort of, uh, I'm liking a lot of the higher contrast images. You know, people are finally making the images bigger, mm -hmm. you know, uh, I just seen a, a Jesus on a guy's side walking around here. That's like must be twelve. The face is like bigger than life size. It's wow! Just, you know, and you yeah. could put so much contrast in a piece mm -hmm. like that. 
yep. you know, uh, things like that, you know, making me take a look at things like that. I like the way that's going, you know, people are paying more attention to uh, how they fit on the body and the artwork's better nowadays, you know, for the most part. Equipment? Uh, it's a toolbox, I think. I think you can pretty much learn on anything, mm -hmm. whatever works for you. I have a system that works for me. I've tried a lot of different things. I, Cliff used rotary machines in the, you know, in the 70s. Yeah. Uh, I've tried those. I didn't particularly like how they worked. You right. know, I tried air machines. I didn't really like the way they worked, but I I never... I'm sure I could learn to use them, but, sure. you know. Yeah, with the right amount of time and, and preparation and mm -hmm. understanding of the tool, I think mm -hmm. somebody that's been tattooing, you know, as long as you can make that work. Well, my secret is I, I learned how to, to get color in almost as good as Japanese hand tabori tattooing. I mean, I've got guys walking around with tattoos that are 20 years old, and the color, the color is still real solid. And that's something I don't see going to happen with a lot of tattooing nowadays. It's too light in the skin, mm -hmm. so it's going to kind of disappear. Yeah. And, you know, 10, 12 years, it's going to get a lot lighter. But, you know, more simple, solid work, you know, like color. Mm -hmm. it, it, I've seen it last 25 yeah. years, especially on a leg where it doesn't get any sun. Yeah. I mean, there's guys walking around I've tattooed 20 years ago, and this stuff's, like, packed, you know. That's nice, yeah. Are you worried about um, the impact that any of the new inks or any of the new products are, are going to have on the longevity, longevity of the tattoos? No, I, I just don't. I just think the tools that, that they use, like uh, some of the rotaries and the magnum shaders and things, they 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 don't rough the skin up much. That You know, they work so guys can keep overworking them and working them. They don't tear the skin up. Mm -hmm. But... But that also means that they're not in there very deep. Yeah. And so as tattooing deteriorates, you know, it's, some of it's going to go away. Right. They're not going to be dazzling like when they're first done. You know yeah. what I mean? But a good old Japanese tattoo, you know, solid outline, dark background, and solid color, that's going to look good 25 years from now mm -hmm. still. What was the biggest lesson in tattooing you learned from your brother? Uh, wow, so many. Um, Oh, man, I'm trying to think of a good one. He's just, he, he was very, like, uh, you see you tattooing, and, he, like, you get done, and you like, put that shit in there. Don't fuck around with that guy, you know, things like that. You know, like, yeah. kind of, like, um, very straightforward. Deliberateness. Deliberate, of yeah, and, you know, uh, get that tattoo on there, you know, don't don't waste time, you know, and chit-chat. Where, where did that come from with for him, do you think? Um, learning from good old, like, pike tattooers and yeah. downtown tattooers. And, mm. man, on, uh, you know, first in the 15th, uh, there was a line out the door. He, yes. he just didn't fuck around, you know. Right. He, uh, the guys you wanted to Rembrandt on, you had those guys come, you know, when you weren't busy. Yeah, you know? mid midweek, yeah, you know, exactly. early in the day exactly, or, or yeah. late at night. Yeah, yeah for sure. I, I came up tattooing. I learned... Um, in Monterey, uh -huh. so six blocks from DLI, Defense Language Institute. Oh, okay. And so I came up from the very beginning tattooing military folks. Oh, right on. You might, Those are the best guys to tattoo. Yeah, yeah. yeah my mentor, Steve Hendricks, he had tattooed in Hawaii, mm -hmm. always near bases, Subic yep. Bay in the Philippines. And what's been your favorite place to travel? Uh, Japan. Yeah. I got invited 2000 to that show over there. and. Mm -hmm. God, they were so nice to us. They treated us like rock stars, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, getting gifts from Horiyoshi and Horitoshi is like, you know, wow. You know, you wouldn't expect that. But they're so humble. Yeah. You know, so amazing. And, and the culture, you know, uh, especially because I love Japanese tattooing. So that was 
the highlight, you know, of my career so far, probably. <laughs> it was funny, though, going over there, I didn't do much work because I, my portfolio is Japanese, and at the time, the kids all wanted uh, tribal tattoos, hmm. so they wouldn't get tattooed by me because I did Japanese style. <laughs> so I didn't <laughs> <Weird>. work. <laughs> yeah, well, gave you more time, I guess, to go and <laughs> exactly. have fun and, and exactly. look at stuff. <laughs> so there, there's a whole... Um, there's a whole culture in that that's that's so completely different than American tattooing. It is, yeah. Is it hard for you to, was it hard for you to bring Japanese tattooing to, not that you brought it to America, right. but became more prevalent with it, doing well, it Well, you know what there? I think I did? I, I don't, I've never really tried to be a, a purist Japanese style tattooer. I sort of tried to create my own style, mm -hmm. my own look. Yeah. And I, I think I did that, but influence from Ed Hardy and Cliff Raven and Benedetti and you know but but also taking a look at you know the masters you know and um, I ne didn't necessarily want to exactly copy their style I was right. trying to make my own my own look sort of a pseudo-American Japanese style and then at first I struggled with all the rules they have like well you can't put a peony and a chrysanthemum together mm -hmm. you know but I'm thinking I'm American. These guys are American. I don't feel like I have rules, so if that's what a customer would like, mm -hmm. I don't see a problem with that. They're they're probably over there laughing, going, "Oh, look at that, Greg James. You know, he's <laughs> he's got spring on one arm and fall on the other. You know, he's crazy. You know." But that's only behind closed doors because they're yeah. too respectful to say to say that, right? Well, they, that's the thing. They can they could laugh at that part, but they'll still respect your your craft. The ability, I mean? the yeah. ability, and the quality of the what's quality. Yeah, that's yeah. What, they like that. So they. They're, they're high on the quality, you know. But, yeah. uh, you know, and they, they do have their, their traditions, and they're very traditional people, and they don't like to, from what I understand, you, you know, to learn from somebody, you have to spend about 10, maybe 10, 12 years with that person yeah. to get their name, you know, so. It's interesting to me that some guys have brought that whole system over here and built families around, oh my God, you know, like amazing. Jess Yen. And, yeah, amazing. Wow. You know, that, that guy's work is so That guy's the Bill killer. Gates of tattooing, man. He's like Microsoft over there. Yeah. It, <laughs> he's definitely, he has, you know, that's another guy that taught himself mm -hmm. to tattoo. Has taken a lot of those fundamental elements of design yeah, composition. Yeah, his style and, is, is, very is very unique. He's made it his own, you know. He's mm -hmm. taken sort of, a, you know, the Japanese style, but twisted it a little bit, you know. It's very not, illustrative. Not, very illustrative, yeah. Very. Layered. You I know. see that a lot in tattooing now, but a lot, a lot more, uh, not so rigid and stiff, but more illustrative, I mm. guess you'd say. What tattooers out there right now uh, are you interested in, and who kind of do you look at and just, they blow your mind? Well, there's so many. I, I don't even, could, I have a good friend of mine, his name's Bugs. He, he actually does a couple appointments in my shop, and he does one thing that, you know, he's a pure artist. He, mm -hmm. he has his art, he does sculptures, he paints. And his tattoos look like his paintings, and that's what he wants to do. And you know, people like that. And and he's a purist, and I respect that. Yeah. Um, he, he's not going to do a Tasmanian devil unless it's cubist, you know. <laughs> right. So and, and I he's respect been that. He's been doing that for years. Yeah. I mean, that was another guy that when I came into tattooing, he was doing that style even yeah, back then, exactly. and, it, and it was it was moving. Mm -hmm. Even then, it was it was beautiful. It's one of work. those where either you like it or don't. Yeah. You know, and the people that like it love it. You know, and uh, but there's there's so many guys out there, and a lot of the young guys. I, unfortunately, I, I can never remember names, so uh, I wouldn't want to insult anybody. But sure. uh, yeah, I, just, I I could I could recognize the work when I see it. Mm -hmm. and, 
There's some really good work out there. It's amazing. You worked with your brother. Now you're working with your son. Yes. How is it working with family? Do you like that? I do. Um, yeah, you feel like somebody's got your back, you know, and uh, uh, Dave's a good kid. He's He really he loves tattooing. And he took a break from me. He learned from Robert mm-hmm. at Sunset. And he worked for a few years. He worked with at Sunset, and he worked with my brother, you know, um, he kind of just got out of it for a while. He decided to have a real job and some real money for a while and put a little money away and got back into tattooing. Sure. Now, it's been of a struggle because, uh, you know, the business isn't really there. So it's taken a while. But, you know, he's he's hanging in there. So Good, man. He That's... wants to do what I do. And, of course, he never he's never good enough, you know, and I keep trying to encourage him and say, well, you got to practice. You know, it takes time. You know, yeah. I didn't do what I did and. A year, you know, so it's going to take five or six years. You know? uh, absolutely. What was it like working with Cliff Raven? Oh, you amazing. only hear stories. Oh, God, he's the most intelligent person I ever met. Really, mm-hmm. uh, he spoke many languages. Just <laughs> super IQ. Just, but he never made you feel like like he was smarter or he just was a regular guy. You know, uh, he could be funny. I seen him. Guy came in for a consultation one time and. Sat and talked to this guy for an hour, drinking coffee, smoking cigarettes, and then basically got up and said, you know, that's a great idea, but I don't think it's something I'd be interested in doing. <laughs> <laughs> he just wanted to bullshit for a little bit. He did. You he know, enjoyed it. Like, but he didn't insult the guy, you know, and then they said, well, you know, if it was something more like this, I'd be interested. But, he, you know, he was lucky to be able to, to say no when he, you know, and only do what he wanted to do. But uh, I think he was a real innovator, and I don't think he's got enough credit for some right. of the things he like the tribalism thing that he, right. I think he invented a lot of that. Yeah. Um, uh, it was really fun. I mean, uh, I worked with him for a while, and then he was retiring, basically, kind of slowing down and then moved to 29 Palms, and unfortunately I didn't see him much at all after that. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's uh, a lot of history, man. And, mm-hmm. and you know, it's, it's inspirational to me to see your work over the last, you know, 30-plus oh, years and over my, over my career. Uh, tattooing and and I really appreciate you sitting down with me and oh, talking and I, I have I do a weekly show and I'd love to have you on and talk more if, if oh, you awesome. ever want to come on. Great. You're always welcome yeah. to come by the shop if you're in LA or something. I absolutely will, Just man. Where can people again find out about your shop if you have an oh, Instagram uh, and tattoosdeluxe.com, uh, okay. Facebook tattoosdeluxe, uh, Instagram Greg Tattoo, I think. Yeah, I think I I just looked at That's the other thing nowadays, this whole Instagram thing. It takes a lot of time and work, and I'm actually going to get somebody to help me with that. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about that social media before we go? Oh, wow, I don't know. It takes a lot of your time. I mean, mean, my daughter, she's, my youngest daughter's 22, and, man, she doesn't go anywhere without that phone. I mean, she'll be watching TV, and she's on the phone. It's like, (laughs) I don't have that much energy for that, you know, and, I don't know. I stay out of all the politics. So many people, uh, so many people, you know, uh, talk a lot of politics, and yeah. sometimes things are a little too personal. You know, I, I kind of like. I, I did it for the business, basically. Yeah. If it wasn't for my business, I probably wouldn't even do it. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it is something that it, it's like a, a digital ca- business card these days. It it is. You know, it's it's, it's almost a necessity, which is too bad. You know. Hopefully, man, you you you're in the position, hopefully, to, to have somebody help you out with it. And, and yeah. there is a lot of guys, honestly, man, that have been tattooing as long as you, as you have, um, who they don't want that. They're going to be left behind yeah. in in some of that. And I think, you know, being at least open to having it yeah. and open open it, open yourself up to 
Uh, it, it shows that you're willing to do that. It shows that's probably yeah. why you've been able to maintain a part of the reason why you've been able to main, maintain such a, uh, you know, your business over the many, many, many years. Yeah, you know, the internet's really helped me a lot. I mean, thank goodness for that. I mean, yeah. so many, so many people I've tattooed probably would have never found me. You know, right. um, but yeah, I'm gonna keep hanging there, keep struggling with it. Um, you know, I'm I'm thinking maybe someday it might go away, but there'll probably be something else. You know, but yeah. Yeah, I just don't really have have the time. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard a conundrum, I guess. Yeah. Say. What's your favorite thing about tattooing these days? Oh wow, I think this is the same as always. You get yeah. somebody that wants that new piece, and you get excited, and you get mm. it all drawn up, and then you know, it's, and, and sometimes they turn to friendships and things. Yeah. And that's what's it, and the thing excites me now when I'm in my my own shop. I can come in i can talk to him as the owner and get them excited and, yeah and the other guys walk around and go wow look at that you know and that's kind of fun yeah <laughs> pleasure to talk to you greg thank Same you so here, much man. you yep. keep up the great work i will absolutely thank you